Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Avi Kumar. Avi, you are the uh, chief wizard at Invisible PPC, and you're the founder and CEO of Kuware. You are found on the web at kuware.com. That's K-U-W-A-R-E.com. And Avi, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for uh, hosting me here. All right, great. Yeah, give us an overview. What does Kuware do? So Kuwer is a full-service agency, but with a big focus on the strategy. Uh, What we noticed is that there are a lot of marketing agencies, but they kind of come and say, oh, we'll do Facebook for you, we'll do ads for you. But what was needed is somebody telling them really strategically what they should do. So we added a layer on top as a fractional CMO, where we actually uh, come in and evaluate and figure out that as an executive level CMO, what is needed for the company, and we provide the strategy. And then what comes out of that uh, discussion and analysis is the implementation of different things. And then we do that. Being a full service agency, most of that stuff, we are able to do that in-house or work with other partners in case it's something which is not in our wheelhouse. So what do you see Avi working in marketing today? And by the way, I should point out just before we continue on, you have worked with some big brands. I'll mention a few. We're going to play the uh, who have I worked with drinking game. Take a drink if you've heard of any of these companies. GM, Acer, Dell, Samsung, Intel. Should I go on? Uh, so you, you've worked with some of the yes. biggest out there. Uh, and so obviously they trust you. So you probably know what you're doing. Uh, and, and so in the world of marketing, what would be like the unique strengths that Kuwer would have over somebody else's like, I know marketing. Yes. Uh, so uh, we have worked with the big brands. Those are usually when we work with big brands, we are not working on their main brand. We work on, so Intel launches a sub brand or they're yeah. working on a new product. So they hire us to come and uh, work on that. So that is what we do. So, so which, which means I just don't want to scare away smaller companies because these are the startups within Samsung and Intel and GM. That's what we work on usually, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, the, so the big thing there is when working with those is the idea or the strategy of that, hey, what is the product? What is really the need? And how we will get that to the customers? And uh, uh, many companies and these especially larger companies have this tendency. They just kind of get excited about a product and say, hey, we have the money. Let's do the startup because everybody is doing it. We got to do it. So uh, at times we go in and tell them they should not do this, right? And we we get fired from there. And we do the same thing with some of the startups where we tell them that we just don't want to come on board because we feel you just don't have enough unique value proposition. It's not different enough. 
and uh, we they are willing to hire us but she says sorry we just don't feel comfortable that this will i mean it might still be you will work very hard it might make it successful but if you look at it from marketing point of view and our understanding of the market it's too risky you'll spend all this money and then you will not be happy and then you'll blame it on the marketing so yeah. we actually we reject a lot of clients just because where we feel not comfortable that where they're going right in the beginning that's got to be hard to hear for somebody that's been, you know, diligently working at something for a year or two, right? And then they come to you and you're like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think you should. And uh, that, yeah, that's got to be very hard. But if they don't hear it from you, um, you know, who who's going to tell them? Who's going to be honest with them? In, internally, you can't, you know, you just, we don't have that objectivity. Correct. Absolutely. And that's, that's the idea of getting external strategy person. Uh, coming on and looking at you before actually getting on and spending the money uh, yeah. going forward. When you do find something, you're like, okay, I think you guys have what it takes. And they say, well, Avi, what we want more than anything is we want hyper growth, right? Yeah. How do you help them to, if if that's what they are asking for, and you're like, yes, I think that that's what we should aim for. How does one achieve that today? So uh, there, it seems like, uh, first of the things, when you say this today, there is implication that things have changed. We mm-hmm. strongly believe, and I personally strongly believe, in marketing, nothing has actually changed. The channels have changed, and the technology has changed, but the basics have not changed. And this is what gets people in trouble, because they think that there is a magic bullet out there which will solve the problem. Our approach is much more simpler than that. If you have a product, or a service, which is liked by at least some people. So that's the first requirement. You gotta have something which some people are willing to pay for it. Then marketing can come in and get it in front of a lot more people. That's really what we can do. If you have a product or service nobody likes, marketing cannot do anything. In short run, we might be able to fool a few people to get in, and but eventually it's gonna fall flat, it's gonna fail. So our approach is first, analyze and say, okay, this is truly liked by some people. And these are the reasons the service or product is liked by people. Now let's go and first find the low hanging fruit, fastest way to growth, which channel will work best for them. Mm. Because being a fractional and outsider, we have to prove our value within first few months. Even though we do sign longer term contracts, but we have taken fire us anytime. So we have to show, unlike an internal team, which has a long runway, our view is, yeah, first month we set the strategy, next month, the channel we chose should start producing some results so they can see the trend. So that's, it's a little bit of a self-serving for us because we want to make sure we produce the result, but it's also good for the client that they will start seeing things immediately. Then we say, okay, this is a short term, and we that justifies you spending money on us. Now, slowly, let's go to the long term. And the long term, the channels might be different. As you go and build the channels and build the brand, that's a longer term strategy. But it is the big takeaway I want everybody to know is that it is possible to get results in short term, as long as you have a product like by some people. So this idea of that, oh, it's going to take six months to build the whole brand and all is, is not true. You can get results faster, one. And other thing is this idea of that brand is something which a marketing agency comes up with. 
Uh, that's really not true. Brand is what is perceived by people. So you got to uh, understand the market and see how it is perceived. You cannot force the brand on people. Yeah. So it's so the customers actually educate us that hey, this is what the brand is, and if you want to change that, then we'll have to work on our side to change our product or service. And so that's the that's the big thing. In some ways, this has not changed. Channels are different. Yeah, Facebook technology, you know, TikTok. We do all of those. These are just new channels, and they're a little bit more measurable. But the main concepts of marketing have not changed. They were same thing like thirty years back. The main general things what works is still the same. Yeah. How about advertising? So specifically, you know, the content of the ads. How is that? Is that the same, or have you seen that it evolve and, and change, particularly in the past, say, ten years or so? Uh, certainly. So the ad copy has changed. Uh, humor goes long way, mm-hmm. and not just uh, uh, nowadays uh, because people are just tired of everybody saying, "Hey, my washing powder is or my soap is better than yours." The traditional way of advertising. So humor goes long way, but the yeah. part here which is important is. Even if you are using humor, you cannot get away from the basics of selling. So, just to go with that example, if you're selling washing powder, like you know, everybody has. There's there are so many right companies. You can add humor, but if you don't talk about the fact that this this liquid soap actually does clean better, then yeah, humor is not going to still get you because they still want to know that it will do the job. So the basics have to be still come, they have to come out in the ad in one way or the other. So you can start with the lead with humor, but you have to go to the value proposition one way or the other. So that has never changed. How it is presented has changed. For example, on TikTok, you got short duration. So in that duration, you can get the hook, get them excited, but they will still want to go and check if not in the ad on the landing page that does it do all the things it promised? Because that's just a hook to get them to evaluate the product. So, so that's that's the change in uh, uh, last ten years, especially uh, uh, just kind of a boring uh, stuff doesn't work. You got to be humorous. You got to be self-deprecating at times, mm-hmm. and, and that that works as well. Yeah. So imagine telling a brand, okay, you're going to need to make fun of yourself. <laughs> Do you ever get pushback from that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because especially the technology brands. They have this concept that I've got this tagline. I'm serious. I mean, I have a, yeah. a university, major top 20 university. We were doing ads for them. They said, oh, we are an institution. We cannot use language like that. We have to sound pedantic. I said, hey, nobody cares. End of the day, you're selling this executive MBA program and you want more people to sign up. You cannot sign scholarly for that ad. And, and finally, we have to part ways because they wanted to sound like yeah. a university. But you, you're selling this quick MBA for two years for executives. They want the bullet points of what they will get out of it, not the fact that you say, your name as a university is already there. So that'll be already there. So you don't have to go and sound like a professor when getting people recruited for the MBA. You know? so, so, so we do get into that conflict at times with clients when they just don't get it and we just move on. And in this particular case, by the way, we were we were hired by the marketing department of the major agents. Uh, so it's kind of uh, ironic. So the head of marketing hires us to do the marketing for the university. Yeah. And we have disagreement. And we say, just move on. You guys want to do it in the school way versus re- real life way. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. You know. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of uh, you know paid or PPC, right? Because I know that uh, you, you've got a lot of involvement in that world as well. Uh, you acquired not too long ago Invisible PPC. Um, you who and I, are there? Are there people? And I would imagine, like, I'm, I'm curious about use cases of. Google versus Facebook, or maybe there's platforms that would be far superior, uh, you know, for certain brands. How do we know? Is there some general, you know, guidelines or stereotypes about, well, this type of company does well on Facebook, this type of company does well on Google, uh, and, and this type of company does not do well on either, so you should be investing your money elsewhere? Sure. So that's a perfect question, and uh, it seems like almost I planted the question. <laughs> because the reason I'm known perfect, for asking perfect questions. <laughs> yeah, so the reason it is that one of the problems in marketing as an agency is when we go to the client, client asking us, hey, end of the day, how much will it cost us to get a lead? And usually for new companies and bigger businesses, we cannot answer that question because there is a lot of experimentation. We have a general idea. But now that being said, there are some businesses which it's very well known. And I'm talking about local businesses, a plumber, HVAC, dentist, orthodontist. These ones, we have spent over $140 million in ad spend of other people's money. So we kind of really have figured out what exactly works. So your question is that, hey, are there certain businesses which work better? Yes. So these kind of a local businesses where people, when they need, they go to Google for search they all work very well on PPC. So mm -hmm. we are able to tell a plumber in Boston, hey, it's gonna cost you so many dollars per lead. And if it works for your business, do it. Otherwise don't do it. Otherwise you gotta go and fix it because we, we have been doing that for long enough and we have data for that. So any in, in, so in generalization, any local business where people, you know, if you got a leak, you're gonna search for a plumber. Right, you're gonna go and type plumber. You might go on Facebook and ask your friends, but usually they answer late, and you still have a leak. You you will just go and search on Google, and whosoever shows up on top, if they look good and nice, you will just the rating is nice. You're gonna call them, right? Yeah. So those those work really well on Google. Now those are expensive on Facebook because being a plumber or a lawyer, being especially an injury lawyer, being your friend on Facebook or LinkedIn. You will use them when you need them, but when you need them, you need them then. So they're not a long-term engagement. So anything which is a quick decision-making process works very well on Google. And mm. Facebook is much better for anything which is visual and uh, social engagement is needed. Uh, Facebook works better. There are There is a crossover uh, for sure. And there is overlap and there are benefits in doing both at the same time uh, yeah. for, uh, for sure. But uh, that, that's so, yes. So, yeah, the, we are able to tell for most business upfront what channels will work better based on the experience. And, 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 and some, of the, some of the businesses, we are able to tell them exactly what will it cost them to, for each lead. That's, yeah. the beauty, that's the beauty of invisible PPC, basically, yeah. of that, that business. Yeah. Um, so a lot of folks listening, uh, maybe consultants, coaches, uh, agency owners, and they're in their B2B space. Um, uh -huh. What can someone in B2B do? So the B2B, what we found the best is LinkedIn, but not advertising. Just right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know that it's pricey, real yes, pricey. It's very expensive. It is very expensive. So just getting thought leadership established on B2B on LinkedIn is a mm -hmm. great way to build it. 
Other, other aspect of B2B is some things are a little difficult to track because when somebody is making a B2B decision, they are influenced by a lot of things they saw, saw many places. It's not one ad or one email or one PDF they downloaded. It's a you know, mixture of they saw, heard the name one place, they downloaded one PDF telling them you know, uh, that how does fractional CMO work, for example. They might have gotten there that, and then they had they read somewhere else something about it. So it's a combination, which means in B two B it's a longer cycle, and so it has to you have to approach it on multiple channels. But it does come down to again for us we we ask clients all the time first figure out what is the maximum money your business can sustain for a lead, and many businesses don't know they just say we have a marketing budget. So marketing budget doesn't tell me anything. Because we need to know, hey, for if you're an injury lawyer and you're willing to pay, it's profitable for you to pay up to $150, then mm-hmm. we can evaluate and tell you that whether this will work. Otherwise, we got to either you got to increase margin or something, because instead of saying, here is $10,000 and spend it and get me some leads, but you might lose money by doing mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's how we approach it uh, usually. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Abhi, um, your website, I'll go through a couple of websites here. Of course, there's kuware.com. That's K-U-W-A-R-E. Um, just start there. Um, when someone goes there, what, what would you recommend? And and I think we can, you know, kind of talked about who would be a great fit uh, for you. Um, it, but if you mind maybe just sharing, like, who's who should definitely come visit me at Kuware? And when they do, this is what you should do. So, uh Two specific kind of businesses for Kuwer will work very well. Anybody who either has already established brick and mortar or other business, and it's been working stable, but they're saying, oh, this is kind of, you know, humming along at this late. I want to go two to three X. I want to change the game. So those are perfect for us. Or it could be a startup kind of a business, which already has a product or service they are selling. And now in that case, they might want to go to five to 10 X. Right. And because they have a funding and they want to go. So those two work very well for us. The big point being in both is you do seek growth. You come to us and say, just manage our marketing and increase it by 10%. It's we are probably not the best match. Right. If the leads, because we can do that, but that's like a it's an incremental change or just manage it. It is that is for the Kuwer. Now, Invisible PPC is a white label agency. So this is directly for smaller agencies who are working with local customers. See, if you're working with a local customer and that customer needs to get more leads and it's a dentist, plumber, HVAC, lawyers, those, and you are a smaller agency, you don't have resources in-house, it's taking you time to build resources, then Invisible PPC is the right place to go. So there is these two businesses, they don't have an overlap. It's a, it's a one is the smaller businesses, local, other one is a bigger businesses who are going for national growth and quick growth. So uh, two different things. So, so those, those are the two uh, invisible PPC is new. I mean, we just acquired it, but it's an mm-hmm. amazing business because in our big business, we spend half a million dollars on ad and our customer doesn't care for five, six months. You can keep spending that even if it is not profitable because these are big businesses. On the other hand, invisible PPC, the dentist is going to spend $3,000 a month. And if they don't get results by next month, they're going to fire us. So it's a, you got to be very nimble and exact for a smaller business because they don't have any more budget to waste. Bigger companies, they are they are launching something new. They don't mind spending a lot of money till they figure out what is the sweet spot. 
So uh, two very different ways of uh, doing it. So in some ways, I like to think that this smaller business is harder because you got to be exact. You cannot just make any mistake. In big business, if one month you make a mistake and the landing page was not working right, mm-hmm. it's fine. It will get covered overall in the longer term. That mm-hmm. cannot happen in a small business. No. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So coolware.com. And, and then again, uh, the link, uh, was what, what's the link for the PPC, invisible PPC? Invisiblepc.com. Well, there we go. <laughs> awesome. Avi Kumar, thank you so much for joining us again. You're the uh, chief wizard over to Invisible PPC and uh, the founder and CEO of Kuware. Thank you so much, Avi, for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.